Bring it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Still with that stand in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh. And Graham for the touchdown. Graham shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. It is the Buckeye Show, but... It's better than the regular Buckeye show because all of the bad is out. It's just the best. It's only the good. Merry Christmas. That's our gift to you. I'm Timmy Hall. We've got our main producer here tonight, Bodie Wells. The Bode Man. It's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, Timmy. I'm uh, getting excited. Got a few days off of PTO these next few days as we record this right now. I believe you do as well, which we're is not fantastic. Here. Yeah, we are absolutely not here. When we're you're not listening here. to this, I am at home doing probably nothing, maybe watching some Christmas movies or whatever bowl game is on. I don't even know if there are bowl games on as this will be airing, but I kind of hope there is. But yeah. It's uh, funny you mentioned there kind of that I'd normally produce the Buckeye show here with you. But as I look through this list and as I think through my schedule over the last few weeks, <laughs> you haven't been here for I any of it. I don't really know any of these <laughs> yeah. segments because over the last three weeks, I was either filling in for others on PTO. We had some men's hoops games, which, of course, kind of wipes out the Buckeye show for that evening. Or I was on PTO myself. So, well, that's a good thing, man. And yes. you, d- you deserve it. And I thank you. I want you I hope right now that you're draped in velvet as you're sprawled out on your couch with your dog watching whatever movie. I'd like you to return to work draped in that same velvet just so <laughs> okay. I can get a look at you completely comfortable and out of the Notre Dame and the Boston Celtics stuff and the Dallas Cowboys stuff. Yeah. Why aren't you more Cowboys right now? Then well, Notre Dame. Did you watch the game last Sunday? Yeah, I, I Buffalo. enjoyed, I enjoyed yeah, that it. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they got absolutely the rear end kicked. But yeah, I... Uh, Watched Christmas Vacation last night, so got that Good. one scratched off. And, is, you know, is that your number one? It's the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. That movie just, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's no probably number S. one for me. It's so, so good. It, I can la- I can watch it a hundred times and laugh a hundred times, and it just, it's so good. Grace, she died 30 years ago. Then she starts doing the uh, Pledge of Allegiance instead of saying <laughs> Grace. Eddie stands up and salutes or put his hand uh, well, over his heart. Well, you're the last that. true family man. <laughs> yeah. Have a very Merry Christmas, Bodie. Bodie, I certainly appreciate you, man, and all the work you put in on the show does not go unnoticed guys we can't do it without the bode man and we got a wonderful wonderful best of show and it's going to start with me and tyvis breaking down how devin brown is the starting quarterback now enjoy the best of the buckeye show merry christmas (laughs) we're going to jump right into it what devin brown was talking about today i guess he's the man he's ohio state's quarterback one of ohio state's great dbs that's my friend and yours, Tyvis Powell, everybody. Good to see you, bud. Oh, he dropped a bomb on us today. It was like, man, so you just going to announce it. Tell you what, I'm excited for him. I mean, you got to think about this. This is the guy who took it to the 12th hour to, to make it very difficult for Ryan Day to, to name a starting quarterback at the beginning of this season. And I think that, you know, he has his moments. Obviously, he's a very physical runner when he was in there, but I would love to see how he does. Because I thought he threw a couple of passes this season when he was in there pretty well. So it would be nice to see him have a full game if he gets the full game. And, yeah, I'd like to see the future. That's just Really wild. You heard it in the update there, but once again, Devin Brown, Ohio State's quarterback. I mean, I'm pumped. I mean, I can't believe my first start's going to be, you know, in the Cotton Bowl. It's a, a big stage against a really good team. It's a top 10 matchup, and I'm just excited to go out there and, and show what I can do. It's, it's unbelievable, really. I mean, usually you would have Ryan Day, right? Yeah. If we're talking about in a in a football world, really in any world, like you don't just 
come out there and take the job, right? You don't just take a show here on the fan, right? Someone's got to give you that show. I can't wait to start hosting the juice on Monday morning. (laughs) Timmy, you you know I'm sorry. Sorry, Beam. I was was cutting that up, and I came out and asked you. Right. I was like, did he just break news here? Well, well, don't you think Dom Tiberi, who I sit next to there in the cubicles, he was listening to that for upwards of an hour, texting people, calling people, just wondering what the hell he's listening to. This is just Devin Brown manifesting that I am the starting quarterback <laughs> I mean, now at well, Ohio State. Well, look at it this way. You know, they've been in bowl practice. He's uh, he's he knows obviously he's the guy. Yeah. He's getting all the ones. He's getting it, the it, one reps. Look, it makes sense. You may have heard me and Tyvis opine that we'd like to see what Lincoln Keenholes is all about. I think there's a lot of other people like us in the Buckeye fan base that are curious about that guy, too. But this is the least bit shocking because of what you just said. This went into the 11th hour at the beginning of the season. He's the backup quarterback. It makes sense that the backup quarterback becomes the starting quarterback. It's the reason that Kyle McCord was the starting quarterback when C.J. Stroud went on because he was the backup and he had a leg up in the competition. Devin clearly pushed him and made it a lot closer than we expected it to be. It's just just funny, really. It's just funny to hear it go down like that. Do you think that the 33 jersey will catch on? Yes, you think? I like it. So at you got a problem with at, it? at quarterback, the thirty-three will catch up. Yeah, I don't more, a lot don't of care how people wear the six or whatever it is. The the people gonna buy a thirty-three. Now, now look. So, in your head, <laughs> where do the numbers stop for skill players? Forget, don't keep it to just quarterback, but just skill players in general. Like whether you're thinking Zero. about NFL, college, whatever. <laughs> Where do where do those digits stop for you for skill football players? I mean, it depends on the position. Well, of course, it depends on the position. So, like quarterback, I can I'm see, thinking zero to nineteen. I'm not asking you to just set your mind to quarterback. I just said for skill players. So, running, throw the okay. running backs, receivers, zero, and QBs zero, all to the same pot. I would say zero to forty five for, and then eighty to eighty nine. Right? Yeah, eighties for the wide receivers. But there, therefore, we're talking about 33, which I th- would assume is a good running back number anyway. Or a DB. Play or, the safety. Yeah, a little bit of a DB. Jamal Adams. Look, it's, look, it's outside the box. We know that. But I, I appreciate how he hearkened back to slinging Sammy Baugh for wearing the number 33. Larry Bird as well. Well, listen, I, if, at this point, if he, if he looks good and does well... It will catch on. I mean, he'll be the first quarterback. I just think of De- Devin Gardner. I just really do. When I think of thirty, this was in the nineties, wasn't it? But it was wasn't he ninety eight? Yeah, it was, it was. What I'm saying, it was an odd quarterback number, right? And he wore that because of a famous Michigan football player. This is actually so there was a reason for that one as well. Well, this is actually funny because it makes me think about myself as a freshman in high school. So in high school, I was the best wide receiver this world has ever seen uh. as a freshman, and. I was wearing number 85 because Chad Johnson was my inspiration. So I would wear 85. And what happened was we was doing a scrimmage and our quarterback got hurt. And they made me go start. I had to start playing quarterback. And they said, do you want to switch your jersey number? And I said, nope, I'm going to wear 85. So I played quarterback wearing 85. That's amazing. So you had the oddball number, but, but I, you already had the number. Yeah, but I was you didn't going want back, to change it. I was only going to be playing quarterback for like a couple of weeks, and yeah. then I was going back to receivers. So What's the point? Exactly. We don't. 
need to be doing all the changing of the jersey numbers. You know, if you've got a reason to switch it, try to switch it just the one time. Remember how we kept taking number five to honor Braxton Miller <laughs> after mm-hmm. he had his injury? Yeah. How many guys wound up wearing the number five well, in did. that little swing there? Did Jeff Hireman did it. Jeff Hireman did do it, right? They Tight end took over number five. For, uh, Christian Bryant, too. Christian Bryant tore his Achilles, and Ryan Shazier put on number oh. two for the rest of the year. That was a... That was a devastating injury it for was. the team. It now really that you was. bring that up, it really was. It that was, was that the Wisconsin game. It was. You played well, won the game on the road. Was no, it? No, it was here. That it was, was that, here. That was the Jared Abracadabra game. Jared Abracadabra Aberderis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just you bring that up, and I I can vividly remember Urban. You know how Urban yeah. would get that look, even in victory, yeah. where he couldn't just smile. And appreciate he everything was, about it. Christian was kind of like how John Simon was. He was like the heart yeah. and soul. That's kind of how Christian Brown was. He was the heart and soul of that team. Well, there's reason to be devastated after a win that time because you lost such a good young man and mm-hmm. a good player for you. And I, yeah. I just remember covering that game. I don't think I was doing post game yet, but paying attention to all that stuff. And it was wow. Like was they bad. won the game, but this is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good pull about yeah. how he's like a John Simon type of guy. And we went for on the program. to have probably one of the worst defenses in the country. Oh, man. 2013. But hey, hey uh, this, this kind of went off to the jersey number for Devin Brown. But <laughs> you know what? It, I think you said it back there. Jersey number catches on if he catches on. Yeah. If, if he's not the guy, and then it just fades into the mist, and he it can. just becomes nothing more than a footnote in Buckeye football history. Isn't Jack Sawyer thirty three? He is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. This uh, this is more Devin on uh, how different it is to prepare for the Cotton Bowl in this one. I mean, all year I've always prepared like I was the starter. Um, I mean, it's definitely different knowing you're getting a lot more reps because it's not split up or anything like that. Um, so yeah, like you said, there's there's nothing to look over my shoulder for or anything, just to go out and have fun and play my game. This is how uh, he talks about learning from the adversity that Kyle McCord faced. I mean, Kyle went through a lot. He went through a lot, um, and I feel for the guy. There, there was a lot of tough moments. Um, he, he grew throughout his career here and, and built as a leader and built as a player, and being able to sit behind him and watch him grow really helped me look back and kind of think the things I should work on and, and go from how you know he was doing his things. And here he talks about how he feels like he's bringing a new energy to the program. Um, he, he felt like my leadership and energy was, was very good. Um, I felt like I, I kind of bring an energy to the team, especially when I'm playing that you know I feel like I can rally guys around me, so that was definitely a positive. Um, but just staying consistent and not trying to you know get out of my game and just taking everything and being routine with everything consistency is everything tyvis i mean we talk all the time when you know you're playing that quarterback position it's it's not just about making those high level throws if you make it to this spot to even be thought of to be ohio state's quarterback you've put something on tape yeah. at one time or two and you've showed people in practice that you could do a thing or two oh yeah. he's got to do it a lot like i said he's it's not like he doesn't have game reps he had he went in games and he made throws that was really good He's also brings that that running ability, you know. It like I say, it's not like he's some blazing fast athlete. He's just more willing to drop his shoulder, and he's more physical in there. And you know, you can get behind a quarterback like that. People tend to to like quarterbacks that brings the aggressiveness to these defenders. I'm excited to see what he does. And you know, when he spoke about Kyle McCord, you know, going through a lot, <laughs> it's funny because no kidding, after right? so after I think it was after the Notre Dame game. I just so happened to, you know, stop by the Woody one day 
and I'm in there. And I can't remember why I was there, but I I remember I had to handle some lacrosse business. But I had stopped, huh. I had stopped by the Woody because I, I was there early, and I ran into Cal McCord, and I was like, "Hey man, what's going on? You know how you doing? How you feeling?" And he was just like. He was one of those guys that he was like, man, I'm just trying to get better every single day. You know, he couldn't even, it wasn't about the fact that they just beat Notre Dame and he had made some good throws. It was, he was thinking to himself, like, don't, I got to get better. Like, I, I messed, no, he was thinking, like, I, over the course of that game, I messed this up, I messed that up, so I got to get better at this and that. So I was like, this, I like it. He always can, was working in his mind. He was trying to get better in his mind. I, I think that's a, the right kind of attitude as yeah. well, don't you? Be, I mean, I know where you're kind of going with that to kind of paint the picture of how stressful this is. Mm. And and it is. It's a pressure cooker. I think any young man that is coming to Ohio State to play football, you have to already be calibrating your mind for that. Yeah. You know that in Columbus, Ohio, this program is treated like a professional team. Didn't I tell you the and story? It's talked about that way. Didn't I tell you the story about well, if you didn't just, me just and, tell it now. Me and Taylor Decker went to the we we spoke at a at a I, church. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, no. so we was doing the FCA fellow Christian athlete. We spoke at this church, and one of the questions asked was, "How does it feel to be a Buckeye?" <laughs> and I remember Taylor saying. People yeah. think that it is great. It, I mean, it's great being a Buckeye, but it is it's hard. hard. It's hard it's work, hard. man. It's like you you don't have that much fun because everybody demands you to be excellent. And having Urban as a coach, he demands excellent out of you. So you don't really get a lot of time to have fun. It's a it's a hard job, and you got to be trained for it. So, And I was like, man, that was the first time somebody said that. And I was like, I actually agree wholeheartedly. Understandable, right? And I think anybody that you know steps into roles in leadership, you might think about, you know how you've taken steps in your life to get to spots like that, but then mm-hmm. once you get there, you realize what a burden it can be, yeah, and how hard of a job it could be, and sometimes a thankless job. But it's not for the weak. I'll tell you that quarterbacks I wouldn't say it's a thankless job because you do get a hell of a lot of praise yeah, you when you succeed, <laughs> yeah, you and do. that's the thing about that job. Cardell's still living off of it. <laughs> well, I mean, you win a national championship and you are a made man, right? But if you don't, and if you lose to that team. <laughs> It can be pretty rough, pretty rough indeed. But Devin Brown just out there spilling the beans, just <laughs> giving the whole spiel. He's the man. He's the guy. So I'm Lincoln, sure they're going to have to work on him with that. Possibly. I don't, it might have been a conversation. Might have been Urban wringing his neck right after we heard that audio. <laughs> Urban. <laughs> Ryan Day. Maybe Urban, too. He probably did. Maybe they both got in there with him and <laughs> slapped him around a bit. I don't know. We're known for three things. Games, conversation, and common man yelling about things only he cares about. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Just counting down the days to March Madness. Back to the Buckeye Show. What's going on, fine Buckeye fans? Happy Thursday. Best day of the week. Thirsty Thursday. Ladies night. Just hit our beers and Buckeyes there. Tasty, frosty beverages. They're ice cold. Get them right now. You know, uh, we. By the way, we are brought to you by our good friends at Care Source. Let me, let me get that one out of the way. Not getting it out of the way. We thank them for sponsoring this lovely radio show. So, you got the Heisman ceremony coming up on Saturday night. Marvin Harrison Jr., Cade Stover. They've got the college football award show tomorrow night as well. Bolitnikov for Marvin Mackey Award for Cade Stover. He's up against Brock Bowers, though. I forget the third guy. It's another Colorado State. Yeah, uh, Dalton Hilker or Holker or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dallin. 
Dallin. Yep, of out of Colorado da- State. Then wouldn't you know, uh, Dallin Hayden. <laughs> Everything just circles back around as we talk about our running back room. Uh, as of last night, when we're thinking about well, Travion Henderson. Before some people are saying he might actually stay, you're thinking about only Dallin Hayden being in Ohio State's running back room with the Chip Trainum transfer. But yeah, Mackey Award for Cade Stover, Bolitnikoff for Marvin Harrison Jr., which we figure he's going to win that one. And this was this was Marvin as we go back to earlier today, where he met with the media talking about what he thinks when he thinks of the Heisman Trophy. The greats of college football, I think they're always remembered for uh, winning the Heisman Trophy. Um, you know, there's even some greats that didn't win the Heisman Trophy, but were a Heisman finalist. So I think um, when I think of the Heisman Trophy award, I think definitely of uh, great college football players um, who had outstanding years, uh, valuable to the team, and um, just special talents uh, that they have for a particular year. You notice my man didn't say Desmond Howard when he was asked, <laughs> what do you think of the Heisman? You know, and I, and I thought, yeah, I thought about that the other day. And I, I still, I don't know why I still think about this. Maybe it's because C.J. Stroud was having such an uh, amazing season with the Houston Texans, just backing up who he is by his play and what he can do. Clearly, football is a team sport, and we get caught up with quarterback play and wanting to talk lesser of CJ because he wasn't on a team that was good enough to beat Michigan in his two tries there. But now look at what this guy's doing in the National Football League and leading a a roster that no one gave two flips about and the Texans are on the doorstep of the playoffs. But it was it was something that CJ said about the Michigan game leading up to it when he was in Houston. It was just It was such a well-put-together thought. And it made me think about it again. Like, man, that's that's too bad that he had that moment. He had that that trip to the Heisman ceremony. And a guy just had to clown him like that. Just to pass it off as a joke. So Mm -hmm. easy to do, right? To do something like that. To belittle somebody else in one of the best moments of their life. He he knew he wasn't going to win that award. But he's there and he earned his right to be there. And the Michigan broadcaster up there, who, my God, I don't know, for what he lacks as a college football analyst, he makes up for him being an extreme homer who will just back Michigan at all costs. It's not what what Herbie does at all. He goes the other way. It actually makes people here upset. He's always made people here upset. Yeah, but that's there's a way to be more down the middle about that and still have fun with the job. But if Desmond tries to open up his mouth at all with any kind of comments about Marvin Harrison Jr. losing the Michigan game, Will Smith, just Will Smith. What did the five fingers say to the face? (laughs) That's all. That's all I want. That's all I want is Will Smith action. So Marvin, have a hell of a weekend. So prime time. Got the Buckeyes here. Prime time Mm. bad for Ohio State this week. You knew that this was eventually going to come to town with Dion in college football. He brings a lot of moxie, of course, to that head coaching position. I know we can talk all day long about how long do we think he's going to stay at Colorado? Is he not long for that job? You know, Florida State's not really open now, even though Mike Norvell, I mean, 13 and 0, couldn't even get him into the college football playoff. Guy might not be that good. No, I don't see that, at least for several more years with what Norvell has done at Florida State. But either way, 
if Dion's going to get better and win games, then he's going to have to keep recruiting. And I think first and foremost, we all knew that Dion would be good at recruiting. It would be, how's he going to coach football? How's he going to put the pieces together, win football games? He needs more horses to be able to do that. And Got a horse today. He's getting the ball rolling. <laughs> he stole a big one from Ohio State. And it wasn't just Ohio State. Oregon and Tennessee were kind of coming to the finish line with uh, this young man as well. It's Jordan Seaton. We mentioned him on the show this, this week. This one hurts a little bit. Jordan, yeah, five-star offensive tackle. By some accounts, this was the number one guy on Ohio State's recruiting board to finish up 2024. You needed this guy badly, and the Colorado Buffaloes come in here and rip this guy away. Again, it's it's not all that shocking when you see who he's going to play for. One of the hottest coaches in the game right now. Number one offensive tackle on the board, the 15th ranked player in the country, mm. according to 24-7 Sports. So, yeah, uh, th- this one hurts a little bit. I was hoping that the Buckeyes could land this one. They do have some good linemen coming in in this class, but this would have been the cherry on top. Yeah, so that that's it's that's just the Dion impact. 6'5", 287. 6'5", 287. You mean you don't even really have to explain this one a whole lot. Hey, maybe you can get him next year in the transfer portal, though, because I'm guessing he'll be leaving Colorado pretty soon. <laughs> one and done? When Dion leaves <laughs> after next year, when some or, giant job comes what, open. Whatever NIL money they're giving him runs out, and he realizes I don't want to go 4-8 and eight every year, maybe he'll come to Ohio State. Well, may, Maybe Dion's coming to Ohio State. He brings Jordan Seaton <laughs> with him, right? Coaching <laughs> cornerbacks and wide receivers. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, Timmy, real quick before we go, because I know we got Blue Jackets hockey coming up. This was a tweet from the Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, Twitter yesterday. 11 Buckeye teams right now ranked in the top 25 in their sports. Women's hockey, number one. Men's fencing, number four. Women's fencing, number five. Women's swimming and diving, seven. Football, seven. Wrestling, seven. The rifle squad, number nine. Women's basketball, number 10. Men's swimming and diving, number 15. Men's basketball number 25 in the coaches poll and men's golf at number 25 as well Go I, love Buckeyes. That. I love that get that uh, men's golf team jay mosley there maxwell moldovan one of my favorite players around the block oh boy did that dude have a have a season yeah heck of a year for him <laughs> my god another trip to the u.s open making the cut second time around uh almost almost made it into the final stages of the u.s amateur Oh, my God. He'll be signing with LIV Golf soon. Oh, man. Oh, John, Herbie. The PGA Tour is doing this to itself. I blame Monaghan. I had to get you fired. But I also blame Rom. Oh, that sucks. It sucks to do this if it's true. Transition to a different segment. I saw the, the fine folks at Homage tweet something out today. And, I mean, anytime it's December 15th and you're going to throw something up there about a Christmas movie... We've already knocked down quite a few of them in the Hall household. I don't know what your routine is for rules of when you're going to watch, but they put four in the box there, and they said it's time to make a decision. Which holiday movie do you think is the best of all time? And they said, yeah, you can say Die Hard. <laughs> they only put four in the boxes, though. So What's the I, four? I went off the list. Elf is, Elf is in there. Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. And A Christmas Story, which I get how a lot of Ohioans hit with that one. Yeah. I retweeted this and said, very easy, top right corner. It's just easy, cut and dry. Christmas Vacation is the goat where I come from. So here's the issue with me, and this will not be a popular radio take. 
I don't like Christmas movies and Tim, ready for this? This is this is gonna get me slaughtered on social. I'm not a big sports movie fan in general. Oh, you just offered that up. Yeah, I'm asking you're, you're I'm asking for criticism. Now here's why. Because when you love sports and follow it as we do, I find that most sports movies are unbelievable. Even the ones based on true stories, like Remember the Titans, are made unbelievable and changed, right? So I love Hoosiers. I love Rudy. There are certainly sports movies I love. But in general, I find myself bothered by Whoa. the unrealistic nature are of you, them. Are you telling me, my guy, Gary Bertier, not replace a Gary Bertier, that you didn't like the drama that they threw in there with, with Gary? I also thought that one was pretty true to form. I do believe he got in a car wreck. There are. He was an all-American player. Yes, 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 yes. Again, this is not a universal I'm the same way with, with video games. I'm not a huge sports video game guy either. And I, I like certain Christmas movies. So if you're asking me, yes, Christmas Vacation is number one. The other one on, not on that list that just the little kid of me always loves is Home Alone. I know, yeah. And again, they just put four in the graphic, but they didn't just say you had to pick from, from that list because they said, yes, you can pick yeah. Die Hard. Of course, uh, Home Alone's going to garner a lot of votes as when you're you well talk aware, about a Christmas movie. When the Buckeyes it's pl- way up there. When the Buckeyes played in Northwestern last year, as we know, I literally That's spent, right. I, yeah, I, you did. I spent my entire afternoon to seek out the Home Alone house, and I went for a walk around the neighborhood, down to the convenience store where Kevin buys the toothbrush. So this this is the guy that is kind of cooling on Christmas movies. But not Home Alone. <laughs> went on a, a work trip and had yeah. to go out of his way to see a house in a Christmas movie. I did. All right, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least I'm consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, you know what? Game ball for you. Thanks. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. The Buckeye Show is sponsored by CareSource. Proud to be your home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Drink up, Slappy. It's time for Beers and Buckeyes with Patrick Murphy. Sponsored by Garage Beer. Beer flavored beer. Timmy Hall and Dave Holmes are with you guys tonight. Patrick, thanks for being with us, man. Hope your weekend's off to a nice start. A lot of crazy things going on with the transfer portal as the Buckeyes get ready for the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, as we sort of talked about last week, it was kind of the start of it. Uh, it's been a busy time in what used to be kind of a downtime. I used to, you know, cover basketball, get ready for signing day, ready for the bowl game. Now it's just... Uh, all gas, no breaks this time of year. It's true. You know, we just we just kind of left the last segment talking about Jordan Lyle and the fact that he is. They are working on flipping him, and it seems to be Miami's doing a really good job. That there's a lot of noise that that could happen. You talked to the dean of Buckeye recruiting on your podcast this week on Happy Arts Funny. I must have lost the invitation to that one mm. this week. But can you back that up? And and what other big things were you guys talking about that could be down the pike for OSU? Look, Timmy, first of all, I don't like to bug you. You're a very busy man. And so I, I call on you when I, when I need you the most. And when the dean was available, it made sense to let you have a, a week or so off. So, uh, no, don't, don't take offense to that one. I like that. Um, I, I like the look, pal. Like this is, this yeah. is how it is. Yeah. Now we can continue. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, I mean, I think you, you summed it up pretty well there. I think it, it does sound, and there's been some talk for a while that Jordan Lyle, the, the three star running back, may flip. Um, to, to Miami, uh, you know, I think everyone realizes kind of what the, 
what the circumstances are these days when when players flip to these certain schools, uh, and I'm talking NIL. And this isn't really a matter of Ohio State not having the necessary, necessary resources. It's, it's more how Ohio State wants to handle its program and the NIL situation and, and how other schools are going to do it with, you know, promising a certain amount of money up front and, and things like that. And they, look, I don't want to say that this is the reason Jordan Lyle is flipping. I don't know that if he does flip. I'm just saying that, that Miami has been known for, um, you know, offering these, these bigger NIL deals than some other programs along with, you know, Texas A&M. We've seen kind of what happened there with guys, uh, you know, not getting what they were promised and then quickly entering the transfer portal. So, you know, we're still in the infancy of this, even though it feels like the NIL stuff's been here for a while. And I think we're going to see how this all plays out and maybe, which schools got it right, which schools didn't. And, you know, maybe someday the NCAA will step in and, and, you know, kind of make some rules about this whole thing. You know, Pat, if you talk to a marriage counselor, they tell you one of the keys to marriage is you must date your wife after you're married. And I feel like in recruiting, we've almost gotten to that point because everyone's afraid of the flippers. And it's like you get a kid who's committed and you see these coaches still recruit the living daylights out of them. Because they still have to lock him down. And I'm thinking of someone like an Aaron Noland, who has said a hundred times, I'm committed to Ohio State, the quarterback. And yet, every few weeks, I see pictures of Ohio State coaches with Aaron Noland. I'm wondering, Pat, how much time and energy do these coaches now have to use on players that they hypothetically have already locked up? Uh, too much. And it's not sustainable the way that things are going right now. I, you mentioned Aaron Noland. Uh, Jeremiah Smith, the top receiver in the country who has rightfully continued to take visits because he's allowed to do that as a high school kid that's being recruited by every school in the country. And I think if most of us in this situation would, would do the same and get to see some of these programs and whatnot. But he's said m- multiple times that he's committed to Ohio State. And obviously you have Brian Hartline and Ryan Day still involved in this program. Um, but it's 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 a mess right now. Uh, you know, you've always had to continue to recruit guys until they sign. Right. But now you're continuing to recruit guys even after they sign, because you know that the transfer portals out there and, and guys can just jump into it at any time and things like that. So I, you know, I, I don't envy these coaches. Obviously they get paid a, a good amount to do what they do, but there's been a lot more thrown on their plate these last couple of years. And I think you've seen it start to wear on, on some of the coaches in college football even more so than than you would see in the past and i I don't know how you keep it up i i I really do think they need to have some enforcement here and and kind of set some ground rules for all this stuff because it's it's non-stop for these guys and and you can't live that way patrick murphy is with us it's beers and buckeyes he's on the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline do you do you think it goes more to something that's contract based? Because you said it's not sustainable. They've done it with the signing periods. It doesn't seem that that has helped at all. If anything, it's made it worse. But it's it's too stressful. And I can understand how good college coaches might want to keep taking a, a look at the NFL the way that this is going. No doubt about that. And it would not surprise me if over the next handful of years, if things don't change. Um, that you see really good college coaches, more of them than we've seen in the past, give that a shot and move on to the NFL because there you know when your off season is. You know when you can take vacation. You know when you got to be there. Um, and it, with with college football the way it is, it's 
I mean, I don't know when, I guess in the middle of the summer after uh, camps, that's when coaches have like a two week break where they can, they can uh, you know, enjoy their, their lives for a few days. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I think you could move around the calendar a little bit. I think you could have the early signing period maybe be before the season. And I know I'm not the first person to suggest that. I've heard other people mention it as opposed to doing it now when you're also trying to get ready for a bowl game and, you know, all these other things that are, that are going on the transfer portal. Um, but you know, I, if you start doing talking contracts, then you're talking about these college kids as employees. And that's a whole different bag of worms, which mm-hmm. I think there's pros and cons to it. So I don't have an answer. I just know that, that this is too much for these guys right now. Well, I know uh, as we as we transition to the beers portion of the beers and Buckeyes, where we are on the calendar, it certainly screams winter loggers at us, guys. Like that—that's where we are. And of course, one here in Ohio has become a well-distributed, very famous brew. So you kind of have to look to the guys at Great Lakes. They seem to have mastered the Christmas ale. It's always a strong one. It's always good to have at least a a few of those. They're very spicy. I can't just—I don't know if I'm doing a twelve-pack of them. In, can, in one sitting, <laughs> right? Yeah, I have to You'll spread it out. That. I have to spread it out over a week, Dave. I mean, come on. Yeah, you need, you need to do the twelve pack over. <laughs> those need to be Hanukkah ales. You need to spread that out over eight nights, or else you're going to be a mess. All right, Patrick, what's his, what's a Christmas ale season? What, what are you saying? Is it like Thanksgiving to New Year's? What's your Christmas ale season? Uh, I had I actually had a Christmas ale uh, in June last year because I found one in the back of my fridge. So how'd it taste? Uh, I am. <laughs> I'm not set by that, but yeah, I think Thanksgiving's when I first like you know go out and and buy you know the Great Lakes Christmas sale you you just mentioned. I actually have one in my hand that's waiting for waiting to be opened here uh, once Must we get done nice. with this. Had uh, a, a couple others that I've had recently. The Holly Jolly from Fathead had that last last night. Okay. Pretty good. Never had that one. And then Saucy Brew Works uh, over in. Oh, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know what area of town that's called. Third in Michigan. Let's over just call there. it Columbus. Patrick, yeah, they, uh, he's like a character on Mad Men. He, he just drinks on the job here. He's like the Mad Men guys. He know with we we love beer. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got a good one called uh, I believe it's Three Hoes. Ho ho ho! Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit really of a play on words. Oh, I picked up yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> okay, bit. Patrick, you seem very busy. <laughs> you seem like you have a lot of bottles that you need to get to right now, and we don't want to hold you up. Uh, seriously, though, happy holidays. I don't know what our schedule is going to look like next week at this far out, but always a pleasure talking Buckeyes and beers with you, man. Yep, sounds good. I'll be available next week, so if you need me, let me know. All right, buddy. Oh, he'll be available. Love a flexible guest. Very nice, right? He's the best. Much appreciated. Patrick Murphy right there on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. There's nothing Bo Bishop can't do well, except find competent co-hosts. Bishop and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fashion. I didn't even look over there and see Caleb. What What a bad co-host I am. I okay. love that guy. He was he was working so hard well, every game day it. all year long. Yeah, he appreciates it. And I it. want to shout him out. Yeah, thanks, Austin. I don't know why I missed it. We I was so a, focused on Timmy, I didn't even look over there behind the glass. Well, okay. we have had some fun, you know, hanging out on the sidelines during the weekend. But yeah, it's good to see Are you. Are you going too. to Dallas? I will be there. All right, good. I'm excited. Caleb is living an insane life because back when I was banging, I was doing this for no pay. You're a junior in college, right? Senior. You're a senior, but I'm, I started doing this when I was a junior in school 
interning, right? And a lot of guys here, like even say Beamer, say Matty Ice, yeah. interns, I don't know if they got to, I, I didn't know how the pay structure was. Sometimes there's paid interns. I didn't get a dime when I was working in sports radio way back. Are you pocket in, watching in Caleb? Is that what you're about to tell me? <laughs> I'm just like, saying he's got an amazing setup. I just, I want the people to know what a cool gig he has. And Caleb, the fact that you get to live the, the dream and do the work for the Lantern at Ohio State, the fine publication there. And do you help out on uh, S&G at all? Scarlet and Gray Radio? Uh, do you do much with them? Not so much this year, but in the past, in the yeah, past. I mean, you, don't, you don't need to, because you're working at, at the, the fan. fan. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. in the big you're leagues, at baby. at the fan. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need it there. It has been a pretty pretty awesome year. Um, I, I can't even lie about that. So I appreciate you guys kind of you know patting me on the back a little bit here. But oh, it's yeah, good, man. It's, um, it, it's you've earned it. a great life. You've earned it. Hey, it's Christmas time. We're being nice to everybody right now, <laughs> and you deserve it. So... We would always joke about this, how when you're doing student radio, whether that's, you know, student, you know, what, if you're at a big program like Ohio State, if you're writing for the paper, you're covering Ohio State football, you have to brace yourself for when you graduate because in all likelihood, it feels like you're going from the big leagues all the way down to step one. Like when, <laughs> when I was at KU and we had guys that were doing play by play, if you wanted to do play by play, you were going to, no offense, Austin, but you were going to like Casper, Wyoming. Well, that's actually that's where the, you were going to run an AM radio station. That's actually one of the best small markets in the country. It's so amazing. you were lucky if you got into Casper. You Casper. were absolutely lucky. I say that's I, the training ground. I say Wyoming because it's, it's in my head because one of my best friends did go somewhere in Wyoming, and it wasn't Casper. Cheyenne. It was a, it wasn't Cheyenne. Oh. It wasn't Laramie. I'm talking it was in, like, northwest Wyoming. Oh, boy. And roads don't go there. Yeah, that's not where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, a time machine doesn't go there. Roads don't go there. <laughs> but, Caleb, good job, man. So, you know, we're talking about the the Cotton Bowl coming up here. And let me start you off with wide receiver Emeka Igbuka, who had a trying season, of course, because we knew we know how talented of a young man this is. And 1,000-yard receiver back, and it was going to be him and Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, he's killing it in the slot and with the crossing routes. Marvin's doing everything, including taking the top off the defense. But had the injuries in the middle portion of the season. And I thought, I really thought that Emeka getting back to full speed at the time of the Michigan game was going to be one of the differences that would allow them to win and have that offense make some more plays. But on the subject of the Cotton Bowl in general now, and not just Emeka, but a lot of his other teammates that have NFL potential, everybody's just... Yesterday, talking about how all in they are on this bowl game. Here was Emeka. I feel like every chance you get to step on the field um, is something you shouldn't take for granted. Um, playing football, we're blessed to be able to do so. You never know when an injury might come or uh, you know, your opportunities to play with some of your best friends might run out. So um, just getting an opportunity to go down to a great venue in Dallas um, and play against an opponent that's really good um, is a blessing in itself. So it's something I didn't want to pass up. Um, and it's just another opportunity to showcase my abilities. It's cool. It's refreshing. Jack Sawyer, of course, even threw out some bull s out there about He's, he kicked how it up it's a, a meaningless game. He said it was French. I don't think it's French. Yeah, pardon my French. <laughs> to say this is meaningless, that is some bull. So guys are are hyped about this, and beyond those two, you had you know Donovan Jackson, right, mm -hmm. echoing those sentiments. Tyreek Williams, Williams, Cody Simon, Simon, who went further than anybody else did on Tuesday, saying that he would also be returning making that decision public for 2024. So the rest of these guys that are in that boat, Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, that were talking Tuesday about playing in the Cotton Bowl, you know, they didn't publicly reveal anything beyond the Cotton, 
beyond that game. They're going to opt into it. They're going to play it. But it does seem like that decision is lining up with a bunch of guys who seem to be also leaning towards coming back to Ohio State in 2024. And that would have been hard, really, Timmy, to envision in August when every mock draft in the world is putting, oh, there's going to be six Buckeyes, there's going to be seven Buckeyes. Emeka fits in this boat because of the injury, because of the production dropping a little bit uh, this year. It's hard to actually get a first-round grade from people who aren't just making mock drafts. Like Once you get to scouts and general managers and putting into the feedback board and talking to your family and like what's the best decision for your career, there's only a limited number of spots. There's only 32 first-round draft picks, and there's a 1,000 people or more competing for that every single year. And I think that some of that realization and the ability to boost their stock, whether that's in the Cotton Bowl specifically or 2024 more generally, you've seen Ohio State players come around to that idea much more. So yes, this is the next step, but if you're coming back for 2024, then the Cotton Bowl is a springboard for that. I just like it. It it brings a new emphasis on this game now. And clearly, you know, we listened to it on yesterday's show. Devin Brown... how excited do you think he is for a game like this, where he gets to go out there and show what he can do as a quarterback and just the way some of his teammates were talking about Devin Brown yesterday too, I think spoke volumes. Yeah. And he, the way he talked about himself too. I mean, the guy, one thing that you could never ever question about Devin Brown is the competitiveness and the, the self belief and the way that he seems to relate to the teammates. They respond well to him. And he's got this opportunity. He's clearly wanting to make the most of it because he's heard, uh, well, we talked about it in the first segment. He, he hears it about even more. How does Ohio State need to get a transfer portal quarterback? Like, is he the guy for 2024? Should Lincoln Keenholz play in the Cotton Bowl? Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's aware of all those things. And he just went through that for an entire year with the competition and with the training camp battle with Kyle McCord. He knows what he could possibly do. And so he's, you can tell, the teammates are talking about it. The coaching staff is talking about it. And Devin Brown is talking about it. The opportunity that's in front of him, you can't waste even a single rep in a bowl practice because it can be significant for him moving forward. The more games that I watched, and maybe you too, under Kyle McCord, I I was longing for a quarterback that just has a little bit more mobility. Just a, some touches of mobility. And not just talking about running the football, but just escapability, mobility in the pocket, extending plays. You could hear Mecca again kind of talking about that, what Devin brings in that aspect. You know, I'm not bashing Kyle, but something that Devin has that he doesn't is a little bit more mobility. Um, we always, you know, joke with Kyle about stuff like that, but um, Devin really um, has a knack for extending the play um, after it's broken down. So that's something that's um, ultra valuable, especially when you're playing in matchup games because those big plays often come from broken down plays. It's not something you scripted. Um, it's just the reaction of, you know, the players that are around you. Um, so the ability to ex- extend the play is a trait that's um, really, it can help a quarterback a lot. So You just need to have a little bit of that magician factor to play that position at a high level. I mean, things are going to go wrong. I mean, you can recruit the best offensive lineman, but guys are going to miss a block. Guys are going to have a bad play. You know, you're, it's going to happen. It's going to keep happening too. And the more that you can do things with your legs as a quarterback, I just think it helps. You clearly got to throw it too, but to be able to do that with your feet, that's what's exciting about Devin Brown. So Devin, you know, Lincoln Keenholes, I'm ready to see, you know, either of these guys or just Devin, if that's the way they go for the whole game. 
The Fan Guest Hotline is sponsored by Carpenter Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to keep your home comfortable. The fan- And with me tonight, your co-host, he's a TV guy, but he likes to play radio sometimes as well. Mr. Vitality, Dave Holmes. Good to see you, Dave. It's so good to be here. Normally, I'm here Wednesday at 6.33. You give me seven minutes, nine minutes if we're really in a flow. And tonight, I get two hours. Although, I do have to bounce to go literally do TV and then come back. So, I'm pulling. This is like Deion Sanders when he used to play football and then take a chopper or Bo Jackson to the game. <laughs> when he used to play football. We're going to talk yeah. about Dion later in the show. But yeah, I'm doing the double duty tonight. So I'm going to do radio, run over to TV, come right back to radio. Wasn't the wasn't it Dion's the the best thing maybe he ever did or the most insane thing he ever did was the playoff game yeah. same day as an NFL game. Yeah. MLB playoff game same day that he played for the Falcons or something. And it's why when you talk best athlete of all time and you bring up the, the old names like Jim Thorpe or whoever you think is like the best raw athlete, Jesse Owens could be on that list. Dion and Bo need to at least be mentioned because when you talk about the odds of making it to the NFL or Major League Baseball, but to make it to both... And not just be scrubs collecting their pension. To be legitimate good players in both is really incredible. What about Brian Jordan? Yeah. Him too. Yeah, Brian Jordan. That's right. There are not many. You're right. There are not many. And And some get drafted. Like Kyler Murray could have played baseball. Could have. But we don't know would he have been a great major league player. It's one thing to to pick up some steam in more than one sport. Exactly. It's another thing to actually carry it through and do it. So I see what you're saying. You kind of consider yourself in those, in that kind of air. Like oh, as a TV yes, guy. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the drift here. Yeah. As a TV guy that can come <laughs> over here and do this, kind of like what Dion's doing. Yeah, the point is I'm the Bo Jackson of media, and all that means is my hips hurt when I walk. That's what that means. And so the way that Dion is a head coach right now. Yeah. And we think, we believe he's going to be on his way to being a, a successful head coach, even at this higher level. That would mean that you could then transition to, say, like running a TV station someday. <laughs> yes. Or just running the whole, running a whole entire cluster. Yeah, so we're, it's in there somewhere. It, it's 6.06, and already this has gone way more off the rails than I thought. So let's bring it back to what this show's about, which is no, the no, 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 no. That's the one thing that you're not allowed to do. We're not allowed to bring it back bring off the rails. Back. No. Once it's off the rails, well, we it, keep it off the rails. If it stays off the rails, then <laughs> you know you're having a fun show. That's actually and if true. And if it's a Friday night show, the more off the rails it could get, That's th- true. the best. Because the Buckeye stuff is just going to write itself. Okay. It, it is going to write itself. We do, we do have some fun coming up. We've got beers and Buckeyes, our friend Patrick Murphy. So we'll crack open some beers at uh, 633. That's, of course, if we're in a safe place. So I, I know he... Did a happy hour podcast this week where he uh, had the dean of Buckeye recruiting on. So I want to hit him up on a little bit of that and what he found out with the Buckeyes in the transfer portal. This is this is just where we are, Dave. It is we talk about it all the time. If you could point to maybe one thing that bothers most of the old school crowd. Would transfer portal be number one? Because there's a lot more than just that. I think conference realignment really bothers the old school traditional crowd, but Portal would be right there next to it if not. There's the big three. And if you talk to any old school crotchety college football fan, I'm talking a Keith Jackson loving, whoa Nelly college football fan. There's it nothing is. wrong with that either. No, 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 no. Nothing wrong with so those I, guys. I love you me matter. Some, love me some Keith Jackson. The the three old, old school folks do not like the transfer portal, the conference realignment, 
and the NIL. And all of them can be debated on pros and cons. I think all of them have some good traits and all of them have some unfortunate negative traits. But yeah, to me, those are the three ways that the game has changed and grown exponentially in just the last 24 months. When you look at Portal, NIL, realignment. It is not the same game it was in 2020. Post-COVID college football is a vastly different game than pre-COVID football. Man, I... It's tough that you throw in NIL because I'm wondering if there's enough people out there that can get behind the idea of these young men being able to make some endorsement money. But clearly, it's way different than that. Yes, I think the people like me who were very pro-player, pro-NIL when it was conceived. Me too. Me too. I pictured it this way. They would sell JT Barrett number 16s and he would get a cut. Or we haven't heard anything about jerseys, by the way. Exactly. Have we? Like, do they are they stacking or, the shelves at Dick's Sporting Goods with or, all these current player jerseys? Or I pictured Evan Pryor being able to go to the mall, set up a kiosk, and charge twenty five bucks for an autograph and a pick. That's what I thought this would be, and it is some of that. But what it's become way more of is give me five grand if you want me to visit your campus and even take a recruiting yeah. visit. Give me a hundred thousand dollars if I'm a transfer. Exactly. And you want to maybe get my services for the next year or two. And it's okay. We can live. This is the Buckeye show. We can live in a land of nuance here. We have sophisticated listeners. It's okay to be pro player and pro NIL. And also say, this has gotten a little messy and sloppy. I think that's okay to say that. That's yeah, where I am. It is. That's and, where it, I live. And this is, look, this is what happens. Like we, We've talked about this, too. When you wait this long to try to adjust to a fair system, when you've already had coaches making transcendent money, mm-hmm. life-changing money. Yes, and the TV networks as well. The second, and I, I said this on a previous show, don't you think the point that it happened when a college football coach started making like five times more than some of his peers yeah. who are essentially doing the same kind of work. Cause if we go, if we trace it way back when you're more likely than not an educator, right? If you become a coach, you might have a, a master's in education. Uh-huh. You don't have to, but I'm just spitball. And we go back to high school sports. You're teaching and Norman Dale. What did he teach history right. in right. Hoosiers? Right. Everybody was really mean to him, too, when yeah. he walked in there that first day. Oh, God, all he cares about is basketball. I hope you put that much effort into your teaching. Priorities. It, you know, once it blows up to where it's, you know, you're making five times as much, don't you kind of look around the room and say, okay, something, something's, something's different here. This system is changing. We need to make sure that we're monitoring it so it doesn't get completely out of control. And then you just waited and waited and waited. And then it just turned into not just millions, but billion-dollar contracts whether it's the college football playoff or just the individual TV rights that are being paid. And here you are. So now it just comes tidal wave crashing in. And we set this up before we even have any rules yes. to, to govern it. Well, and that's the NCAA's fault. They dropped the ball there. And when I brought up the big three and I said conference realignment, transfer portal and NIL, I could tell you thought the first two were a little more shady than the last one. But here's why I bring in NIL, because I think NIL now is absolutely linked to portal. Because now it is, I'm going to, back in the back in the day, and obviously Portal hasn't been around for long, but let's say old school Portal days of just a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was about, I don't like the coach or the school or the setting, I'm not getting the playing time, yada yada. Now, Portal is basically, someone's going to give me more money. 
I can get more money somewhere else. And that's why I think NIL and Portal now have become intertwined to where now we have legitimate free agency. And we have it in the NFL, but the difference is in the NFL, you have to wait until your contract is up to become a free agent. In college football, every single offseason can become, I don't like it here, I can get more money elsewhere. It's like everyone is on a one-year prove-it contract every single year, and I don't like that. I just don't like that. I get it, I get it. It's like depending on which way you look at it, you're taking a combination of bad things, right? Mm -hmm. Spite towards my coach. Right. I'm going to stick it to you because for whatever reason, you're not playing me. And it must be your fault, not yeah. mine, yeah. for not you know working on a few things that I was told to work on or I knew that I had to work on to be a better player, to be a better version of myself. No, i got to blame it on other people and leave. And the other side of it is more money. Who's going to just offer up the most money, like you said? So it just takes a, a combination of things. And I know there's a level of who among us that comes with this, right? Yes. I'm hearing a lot of the who among us from the live crowd. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the loudest chorus. And... You know, we, we, we did talk the other day about some comparisons maybe to what's going on with golf and what's happening with the transfer portal mm-hmm. and, and NIL. And you could draw some similarities. It's not entirely the same, though, because golfers have been making millions and millions of dollars since the, the rise of Tiger Woods and the influx of cash there. And these are guys just trying to get greedy and get more. And they have an entity that just has limitless resources. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know if the product's going to earn all that back. In college football, you've got a product that's been earning Lots and lots of money. That's why people in suits and athletic departments have been, you know, getting rich and they're able to pay for pretty much everything else in their department based on football and men's basketball. But that's that's how we got in here. And we, I, w- I want to be clear. Making I'm not, money's good, though. I'm not anti NIL and Portal, but here, here's what I say. You, I know you're a Seinfeld fan. There's good Portal and bad Portal. Right there's good naked and bad naked, and there's good portal and bad portal. And good portal is want to be close to grandma. Yeah, you know exactly. Exact. Good portal is I miss my family, or you know what? Good portal is Jamison Williams. That's good portal. When he knew he was going to be buried on a depth chart, he was able to go to Alabama, become a first round talent, and put that on tape. Good portal is Kyle McCord who clearly was not in the future plans at Ohio State. He was not going to be the starter next year. So Kyle McCord saw the writing on the wall and was probably told the writings on the wall and then decided to leave. That's good portal. Bad portal is, you know what? I'm making 1.2 this year. I bet some thirsty team will give me 1.4. Let's see what's out there. That's bad portal. That is pretty on point there, Dave. You know, we're living in a society. We're supposed to act in a civilized way. A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And well, we smell a little, but you've accepted that. The The show where we pay people extra to host with Timmy Hall. This is the Buckeye Show. That's actually not true tonight. I don't know if we're paying Dave anything because Dave works in the building and he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart and he's also not here this segment. I've got my uh, my TV locked on the news because our co-host tonight is Dave Holmes from the TV side and he's working tonight and the 6 o'clock news is on. This was the one segment that he said he might have to flip out for us. So we said, fine, that's fine. Just go out there, do your thing. You got me, Timmy Hall, my man Ryan Baker back there and uh, a couple of, couple of Android fellas. Right here. And you know, I, I noticed this about you. I noticed this about you. Long time ago, I had to be very careful in my household with my chargers, right? And man, it was a sad day when I 
when I left one of my official Samsung chargers. Not the knockoff cheap crap, but the good brand one that came in the Galaxy case, right? Left that at an Airbnb out of state, and no, like I'm not the guy that's gonna like hit him up to. Could you please mail it to me? No, I think I could go and you know find twenty nine ninety nine or whatever to get the real thing. Amazon will get it to you tomorrow. It, they'll get it to you tomorrow, right? Although it's hard to find the official ones on Amazon, I will I will tell you that. But I brought one into the studio a long time ago, so I could have one right here at work, and I never had to worry about it. And I noticed. You appreciate it, too, because I have it traveling from the main studio to the Blue Jacket studio over there where we do some off-air work, mm-hmm. and you're one of the few other Android guys that that's here, that's around, so that, that puts you a notch up, and all the iPhone people are listening saying, what the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> I know, I know. It started with some kind of promotional deal, and then we never left. We never got out. I usually have mine in my bag, and the one that I keep in my bag is back there now, uh, but I had... Went to Kansas City at the end of October and had taken it, taken it with me and it never got put back in. So I had utilized yours. I actually thought somebody took yours because it wasn't in the Blue Jacket studio where it's usually been, but I did notice it's in there next to you right now. So you know what that is? That is adaptive fast charging. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. I, that's your big boy. I'm at 22%. It's 623. What do you think I am in an hour? You think I'm full charged? charged. Think I'm fully charged? Yeah, (laughs) fully charged. Now I've got the flippy thing too. Everybody's asking me about that. The one thing I made sure is I always, if I use that, and if I did move it like into the crew studio, I always put it back right where I found it. Because you're a good man. That's what you are. And uh, you know we've got Buckeye women's basketball tonight. They are. They're going to dust these fools. I mean, who are we kidding? (laughs) Twenty-four to eleven. They're up. End of the first quarter. Grand Valley State. This is where Grand Valley State is, just so you know. On the Google tool, you got to be careful with the Google tool, too. I found this before. Like, when you actually look at your team's schedule just on Google and you don't go to the official site or, say, the ESPN.com clubhouse where Might it lists wrong. it all in a row, it's not wrong, but it it will sometimes take the next game and stack it at the bottom or in a different place. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So you've got to be careful that if you're like looking to buy tickets and you're, or you're thinking about two games on the same date, just take an extra look. But Grand Valley State didn't even get their record inserted into the Google system. That's what I'm telling you. Zero and zero, and they didn't even bother to put a logo for them either. Now, do you know what their nickname is just off the top of your head? I do not. I should know this because I was just looking at some of their stuff mm. earlier, getting stuff set up in there. Uh, for some reason, I want to say Blue Jays, but I know that's wrong. That's totally wrong. Yeah. But but before I give it to you, and I'm, I have not looked at this either, but I have my answer in mind already just because of the name. Do you care to guess what city they reside in? Where is the school? I think I've no, I know, and then I'll Valley click it through State. here. I don't know. I feel like the the first thing you would say is somewhere in like North Dakota. I feel oh, like it see, should be. I thought it was but, Michigan. I thought it was Michigan, and therefore I was going to guess Grand Rapids. Okay, somewhere in that area. That's a fair guess. So Grand Grand Valley, and yeah, Grand Grand Rapids. There you go. Look at you. And they, and they it, in the Grand Rapids metro area, what is that? Uh, what's west of there? We're, we're, like there's really nothing Traverse west. Traverse City? No, Traver- Traverse City, where they do the, the hockey deal, that's way up north. Okay. I hear that's quite beautiful up there. Never been up there myself. 
Don't like to say great things about pure Michigan, but if we're just sticking to towns that are on the lake, I hear there's some pretty nice some beauty pretty with nice, all that. Yeah. Some great golf courses up there, the Bluffs, Arcadia Bluffs. That's a fantastic one. I know Beamer loves it, but they're the Lakers. And as I hear that, I wonder how many of the younger, how, how many people in the younger crowd have ever stopped to think about why the Los Angeles Lakers are the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you ever mm-hmm. wonder that? How well, many I, people under 25 do you think have even ever thought of why they're called the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, probably not a lot of people would, uh, younger folks would know that. Like, like, we could go in the other room and ask Cam if he knew why, and he probably wouldn't know. Uh, that's, we'll, we'll put some guys to the test. Hey, this is a good we'll one. ask Cam and Josh, because we've got two youngsters who are not yet 25, I don't think, that have helped us out, and they're moving into help us out in a bigger sense. They're running the women's game for us tonight. This is a good game for the Ohio State women's team to kind of get Madison Green maybe back into the flow of things. The last game was her first game back. Maybe something like this. They get out to a comfortable lead. They can give her a little more time and uh, let her get acclimated. It, it's it's true. It is true, Ryan. Uh, here's here's what I what I mentioned before. Here's what I teased. So we we talked about a couple of things there that, you know, you do open up the internet every single day. You got something about the transfer portal, you've got something about NIL, you've you've got something about well, depending on the day realignment it's kind of cooled off here it kind of goes in cycles but there's always something being discussed especially this last year but dude flipping that's what i'm talking about flipping dudes it is something that is so rampant right now that a commitment that a verbal commitment in some cases now where we are even signing a letter of intent doesn't mean a whole lot they're trying to do it to jeremiah smith though he seems solid and that's one of the biggest recruits that ohio state's ever gotten but there is now a ton of noise and i'll ask pat murphy about this coming up with beers and buckeyes because uh, who he talked to today on the Buckeye recruiting angles. But Jordan Lyle is a very, very nifty-looking skill player. Four-star running back. He's sort of he's risen in the ranks as he's gone through his senior year. He just turned in a, a really good-looking season down at St. Thomas Aquinas. You're familiar with the school. He had, I want to say, over 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's coming off of an 1,100-yard, 13-touchdown season the year before, so this guy is a great player. But when you do notice that he's one of three guys there where you've got James Peoples, who they're high on, and and Sam Williams-Dixon, who's a Ohio kid now who switched schools this last year in high school football, you might be able to understand... Even though it's not a crowded running back room, because until Travion Henderson, that's the thing. There's two sides to this. You could look at it for the guys that are here right now, and who might be leaving, it seems like a very empty room. Chip Trainum's in the portal. If Travion Henderson decides to go pro, which he still could, but the noise I know you're looking at, you're reading the tea leaves, you're hearing some things about NIL with him that might get him to stay. So maybe that, in addition to two other guys as commits, gets you to just want to stay home. And the fact that this guy might just like Miami. So it's the Hurricanes. It's Mario Cristobal. Those dudes are doing it. It's yes. He might you, like that Miami yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, you're doing the Manziel, man. Money Manziel. It's all of that. It's all of that. So this is just, this, this has been going on. But right now, it, it is the season for dude flipping every day. Well, and Ohio State's been on this, uh, in on this too. You know, they've been trying to get the defensive end, Williams out of Florida, who's a Florida commit, Carlin Jones, who was committed to Nebraska. It really seems like on signing day, he is going to sign with the Buckeyes. It is interesting though, as depleted as the running back room looks like it's going to be next year. You would think these guys would want to come in here and have a shot. I know James Peoples is the guy that's get all the hype for running backs in this class, but 
all is fair. Like we, like you just mentioned there, I'm not going to sit here and whine about it. Just this is the way it's done. I think it would be nice if we could all collectively come up with some rules or yes. some, you know, ability to sign and end it. And it actually is a firm decision and not just something that's fake that can be changed on a whim, maybe that might help all parties out to take away some of the stress and anxiety of, you know, this time in your life, which can be very, very hectic. I get it. The Buckeye Show is sponsored by CareSource. Proud to be your home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. The Columbus crew doing what they did, mm-hmm. that really helps. I feel so good for the diehard soccer fans, the season ticket holders. I mean, you know me. Me and you, we are not we are not soccer fan 1A here yeah. on the station, here on the fan. You know who those guys are. You know the T-Bones. You know the Brandon Beams mm-hmm. who give you the soccer podcast. You know who they are. And I, I feel better for those guys that really pour their heart and soul into cheering for that team. And to think about, I, I mean, seriously. How the bloodsucker Anthony Precourt was trying to snatch this great team from our city, couldn't do it. The save the crew crowd mm-hmm. was so loud they could not be ignored. Yep. Kept the team here and not one, but two cups since that happened. It's incredible. What a weekend for them. Congrats. Man, you know what it had to do with? What contributed to that win was their pre-pre-pre-show that they had going on here at 97 the Fan, where myself and the great Ryan Baker, the touchdown maker, was able to, you know, talk about them before they... And give some insights of the game, didn't we, Ryan? We, Good we job. Look, look like great analysts. Good job, boys. We were smart and went to the guy that we knew who knew more about the crew than anyone, Chris Dorn. And we got it. We got ready for the game with him. Got to see a championship on Saturday. Got to see the Browns win on Sunday. Chris was fantastic. He was fantastic. I was here. I was watching the second half because I was preparing for Ohio State basketball, and I got it right here at my fingertip. I thought the call of the goal that made it two nil for the crew was just it was spine tingling. Take a listen. Nagby's got it. Middle third of the field. The captain plays it short. Finds Amundsen. Big ball through to Yaboa on the run with a touch and a finish. And a goal for Columbus! I mean, everybody that watched can envision that through ball that seemed to be like 40 yards that didn't get more than two feet off the turf. Mm. That went right to Yaboa, and he pounds it in for the humongous goal that was everything the crew needed. And they go on and they win. And they're partying deep into the night. I, I tweeted it out again yesterday. I thought the imagery of their player, Aiden Morris, who was just standing out in the middle of the pitch when the stadium had emptied, rain pouring down, and he's just soaking it in. Literally. <laughs> literally. Soaking it in. It was unbelievable. It was true man in the arena type of stuff. I like how you huh. I like how you did that there. I didn't so, even know what, so what I was walking into. <laughs> no, I mean that's if somebody got a picture of that, that's something that he should put in his man cave and hang up forever. It made me think of what you guys did in two thousand fourteen and the fact that this city is having a parade tomorrow, I think is what every town waits for. Here in Ohio, certainly, you can think of what the Cavs parade looked like. Oh, they had like two or three million people downtown. Spectac- spectacular. You couldn't even move. Spectacular. I, was, I mean, I was so bummed that I didn't get a chance to go to that. Right? 
And so what I'm saying is when you guys won the national championship, you had a little party and a get-together in the stadium. And I'm sure when you guys got off the plane, fans were there. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, they are there to greet you. But I'm, I'm saying all that's well and good. But as I'm looking at photos of the, the celebration, behind you guys, it's, it's completely empty. If you don't have the camera <laughs> angles right, you're not putting 110,000 in the shoe. But if you have an announced victory parade and you go on a route, well... That can be incredible. That, I think, is what you wait for, what you live for as American sports fans. The victory parade. College sports needs to get on that train. The next time it's done, Ohio State, whatever sport, football, men's basketball, I mean, are you kidding me? Need to have that parade. I think he has missed out on that. Ah. Yeah, I would have loved to have a parade, but I thought the Columbus, the fans of Columbus did a really good job. I mean, before it was actually magical. Before we left to go play the game in Dallas, you know, they lined up outside the Woody, and you know, we shook hands there, and we went through a whole flea, a whole crowd of fans with posters screaming for us and stuff. That's fun. And that then when cool. we got back from Dallas, I feel like we got back we're late and. They were out there, man. It was unbelievable. They were out there and it was, it was really a good moment for us as far as the parade or the celebration inside the state. It was cold, Tim. <laughs> we, you, at that point, it was like, let's do it and get it over with because it was freaking cold out there. I don't think that matters. I don't think that matters were you one there? bit were when you? you're talking about celebrating your team's national championship or league title. I don't should, think the cold has anything to do with it at that point. wait until springtime. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you do it right when it's done. I'm looking at some old photos of your party at the shoe now, and the right camera angles do look pretty awesome. I mean, the entire lower bowl is filled. You had the stage set up sort of with the the open end, the horseshoe end of the stadium in the backdrop. So that's where nobody was sitting. Mm-hmm. Where if you have some shots of you guys at the podium that you have set up, it looks empty back there. But no, it's it's not. I'm I'm looking at the a photo of a skinny faced Joshua Perry. He is behind the podium there. It's amazing just how how different you guys can look just years after your career. You know, life comes at you fast. You know, you you get old, you get married. Start having kids. It happens. And, and, and next thing you know, you put on a couple of pounds. <laughs> right. Hair starts right. growing in on your face and you just look totally different. <laughs> and you guys don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Certainly talking about you or talking about Joshua, it's not like you guys are thick. Josh, That's not what it is. Josh is pudgy. I don't even, I don't think, think I would call Joshua pudgy. He's pudgy. You think? Yes, he is. He's not a fake. He's built like a linebacker, which is what he is. Not a fake. He's pudgy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's make sure this gets. (laughs) I hope he's listening right now, Joshua. I'm trying to stick up for you. This is just a natural progression. I'm the one that brought it up, though. I'm the one that said, "Oh wow, look at how look at how skinny Joshua looks in his face." Should the Buckeye Show tweet at him right now? (laughs) (laughs) Joshua. Do you think you put on a few LBs Joshua, last five years, yes or no? Joshua's put on weight, but Joshua has a really good job. He's, he's a great guy, too. Yeah, he, he eats at the finest establishments. <laughs> yes. And maybe he's not working out like he used to, and it happens. I'm thinking that you, being the defensive MVP of the national championship game, would have been one of the big guys to speak if you were having the parade that ended at the certain spot and then 
you get like the Jason Kelsey type of fanfare where mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to dress because he looked he looked like he was straight out of Mardi Gras. I don't know what was going on when Jason Kelsey did that thing, but everybody remembers what, a little bit about the speech and just how crazy he got with it. But did you? I'm hoping that you took the podium. I don't that remember. day. I actually don't remember. You would remember, so you didn't. I don't remember. Th- then then the answer is no. Because you remember, doesn't really like to talk. Does I'm not. He? Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a big talker. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm a straight shooter. I get right to the point. I would have thought <laughs> you would have been one of the first guys. I mean, no, I see Evan Spencer up here too, standing next to Urban, hoisting the trophy. I don't recall if I spoke or not. That's well, actually then, funny. Then you you must not have. I know a I, man doesn't forget something well, like that. Well, I know I spoke after we won it all. Yeah, at the game. At the game. At the yeah. game when the uh, after the confetti uh, had dropped. Obviously you were the they, defensive MVP. Yeah, yeah, you had to give a speech. Boy, now you know, this is I actually was what I you know what? Wish I had that audio this right is, now. This is classified information, but I it it took everything. You know when this is the thing, Ryan and Tim, you learn a lot about yourself when you get your moment in the spotlight, okay? <laughs> and it took everything in me not to troll Jameis Winston. I really, it, it, I was this close to just going out there because Jameis Winston had this speech where he said, <laughs> he goes, they said, I said, we said, you strong? Then we strong there. And I promise you, when I got that mic to, in my face, <laughs> I was you so were, ready to say you that. You were thinking it? I was really about to say that. And it took everything in me to be like, you know what? Let me not do that. And it's funny that in the biggest moment of my life, one of the biggest it, moments. Okay, you're talking about the thing of his that went viral when he was at FSU. He went to the locker it, room and had, gave a speech. had nothing to do with yeah. something against the Buckeyes. No, 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 it no. It just, it yeah. was funny. Because yeah, Jameis <laughs> showed everybody and then again and again and again in the league with the eating the W, right? And the, yeah. mwah, mwah, gotta eat that W, right? He's was, a weird dude. It's sad that even at the highest stage, I'm still a silly, still jokes. I'm still a goofy. <laughs> You're thinking about mimicking Jameis Winston when you've had your ultimate ultimate moment as an athlete. Yeah, it was. It's sad. How could I troll Jameis today? It's sad that I, I I've grown though. I think I'm more mature now. Twenty nine year old Tyus. How would you have done it? Would you have kind of like roped Oregon into it? I you tell know, you what, Oregon. You know, you what? think you're strong all week. <laughs> Me and Vine came up with a celebration. If we was going to pick Marcus Mariota off, I was going to tell him to hang 10. Because of uh, the Hawaii thing. Yeah. Because well, all Hawaiians surf. I was going to do it, but I then Eli, Eli stole my pick at the end, so I couldn't do it. Hang 10, Marcus. <laughs> What is? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Since we're on that subject, one of the more memorable things about your championship was the Heisman contenders and the Heisman champ mm-hmm. that you beat. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Amari, and as a defense, Melvin. as a defense too, really fantastic yeah, to be able did, to do that. We did a really good job. I mean, the game plans was great. The the Melvin game plan. I mean, we kind of stacked the box. The Amari Cooper one was the diff, the most difficult one because that key, that guy is really special. I understood why he was a Heisman finalist. And Marcus Mariota, he's, he made some plays, but we was able to overcome him. Love crew soccer? Us too. Let's get married and catch every game together. Proud to be your local home for the black and gold. The Van Ohio Sports Destination. 
Final segment of our Best of the Buckeyes show here as we head into the Christmas weekend. We certainly, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you listen to the show at all throughout the year, if you download the podcasts, this is done simply for you. We're just here to try to entertain you and talk some Buckeyes, and that's what we love doing. And to keep up with a little tradition here, a very special guest is joining me in the studio. He's been waiting for this for about a month. He he wanted it. He knew it was coming. My son, everybody, he's 12 years old now. Everyone says he looks exactly like me. I think they might be right. He is Jack Hall. Jack, it's good to see you, man. Hello. It's great to see you as well. I hope you guys are having a nice Buckeye show and a good holidays. Well, that's very nice of you. That's very sweet. So, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell me what? What, what is it like to be a typical twelve-year-old boy that loves sports here in the great city of Columbus, Ohio? Well, I mean, sixth grade is a great time to love sports because, like, basically every single person, every single other twelve to thirteen-year-old you see, will love sports as well. There's so many people to talk to at sixth grade station, and it's just awesome, really. That's cool, and you know. I love the fact that you are the football bringer. You are the bringer of the football. Why? First of all, who do I have to talk to to get a school in the great state of Ohio to have footballs? They do ready but they to suck. play with. They're that bad. We can't yes. get some some equipment. And so what happened was people kept punting the ball, and then it would go on the roof. Oh my! And then God. it took like a month to get both them back down. So I was like, "What are we doing? I'm just going to bring my own ball." What does Biff go to your school? I don't he know. takes the ball, he just chucks it onto the roof. Hello, McFly. Hey. Well, go and get it. <laughs> I mean, what are, what are we doing? I don't know. So, have you left the football in your locker though? Because I swear we dealt with this for like two straight months. You keep bringing your football to but school every day, and you school. have a locker. We have ten footballs I, at home. I know Leave I it have there. A locker. But what I always do is whenever I don't get my instrument, I always bring it home because when I get my instrument, I replace my instrument with the football in my band locker because <laughs> my band period is right before recess. Uh, so all I have I to see. do is put my instrument in my band locker, take the football out, go out to recess and have my football. All right. Now, you you were way ahead of the curve. You, you were way ahead, ahead of the curve on a lot of these things like tying your shoes and just being a little bit, you know, smarter than everybody. That's right. I can brag because you're my son and look at the offspring. I mean, it was, it was a sure thing for you. <laughs> How long did it take you to learn the locker combination and to get the hang of that before it was ever done? Was that a quick pickup for you? 10 minutes, maybe T 10 minutes. No, it's really people keep, they always overthink it and then they start messing up or they like, they get way too emotional about it. Like, I can't do this. And then they just never learn how to do it. What if somebody was standing there with a stopwatch and said, you have one minute to do this or you're going to lose a limb? Then what do you think would happen? I would easily do it. I wouldn't even break a sweat. It's like a day-to-day -day thing. I do it like four times in a day. Little Mission Impossible would would start going for you? you like a little Tom like Cruise? You, you'd be focused under that kind of yes, pressure? you can do like 15 seconds and I'll probably get it. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, the, the school's going well. It's great. You, you told us that you had a, a phenomenal GPA. And that's all that we want. We, we just want you to be happy and do well in school so you can set yourself up for success in this big, bad world. Or else you could end up like me.
<laughs> That'd be so terrible. <laughs> right? So what so as you've heard four or five minutes of this segment so far and you hear how I you hear how I run the point guard. We call this the one chair, you know, or the lead host. Yes. Even though I don't like to think of myself as like a lead, it's it's co-host. I I co-host with Tyvis. I co-host with with Ryan Baker, co-host with Austin Ward. All these guys. Bodie is just a part of the show. Our producers are just as part intro, of a show. So no, no. But do, do you? Where do you think I would stack? Like, do you think I'm at least a top ten host here at the fan? Or like, where where would you have me ranked among the other fan hosts? I don't know many fan hosts, but I gotta go like top three, baby. Top three? Because I, I haven't heard Ooh. a lot of the other ones. I really like Tyvis. I know. Look Tyvis out, is Beam! Good. Look out, Maddie Ice! You and you and Tyvis are in the top three. Oh man! Wow, I'm, Tyvis would love to hear that. I think you gotta go one and two. You number one, Tyvis number two. How great of a day was it? We're sitting sitting at home. You know, it's freezing cold. It's mid-December last year. We got the garage door up, and this strange truck drives up. I remember with a, that. With a Lowe's you logo weren't even there. I was going, I was going to my friend Ryland's house. Like they were, or no, I was going to Zoo Lights. I think they were picking me up to take me to Zoo Lights, and then yeah, this, you were yeah. We, so bi- we were friends in were driveway. in the driveway. This yeah. big semi pulls into our driveway, and no, they kind of like blocked the road. Yes, they had to and just then he just. Block the mailbox. Gives us a grill. There. He like makes you sign a couple papers, and he's like, "Here you go." <laughs> I was I was so confused. So was I, th- I. I thought I was incorrectly getting a free grill. The I was I thought it was the Christmas gift from mom. That's what the only thing that I could assume. Yeah, was that she had maybe thought of a you know a Blackstone flat top grill because yeah. I had been. It's so great. What's so great about Tyvis is we probably were doing those shows. Back in May, springtime, you know, getting ready for the Memorial Day type of holiday. Yeah. And I was just talking about how I was having not a lot of success with my Weber grill, which so I've remember which that. I've conquered now. And we keep the Weber grill for charcoal and smoking yes. and the Blackstone for smash burgers and veggies and Philly cheesesteaks and all that. He remembered that. And we had probably gone six months with no mention of it. I hadn't even really thought of those grills the entire fall. That's how you know someone really likes you. That's unbelievable. He's just an he's an unbelievable guy. Everybody says so, and people are people ask me so many questions about the guys that I've gotten to work with and being able to meet some athletes who some people would get cold feet's not the right word, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like you you get a little stage fright or you get a little shy yeah, to be around like one of your favorite athletes. Like some of these Buckeye fans, they get out there and, you know, Andy Katzenmoyer's 10 feet away from him and it's like, oh my God, like that's, uh, that's my guy, you know, that's the big cat. Like, hopefully he doesn't hit me like he hit that Mizzou quarterback and kill him. But <laughs> T- Tyvis is such a genuine dude. He's one of my favorite people ex-players, ex-athletes that I've ever been around. And what you hear from him on the shows is is exactly who that guy is. I hope you're listening to this, Tyvis, because he's saying a lot of nice things about oh, you. Oh, so. he, oh, he knows. It's, Hopefully it, this makes you feel better. It's it's reciprocated. It's it's reciprocated. So what's uh, what, what's got you lined up for the, the year to come as far as sports? Because I know we've been... We've been playing some different games. Like we've had sort of the baseball run. We've had the basketball run. You're just I, everyone that asks me about you because that, that's one of the common questions about being a dad. Is, oh, what's what's he playing? You know, he's got to be playing something. What's he playing? Yeah. You don't have to be playing anything. Everyone just do you. What makes you happy? You just love football, like yes. in every way. You I, love absolutely. watching it, talking about it. 
I didn't realize that until just like three months ago. I obviously knew I loved watching it, but then I started to consider like once I get to middle school, am I going to try to try out for the tackle football team? And I got sort of permission from my parents, so now I got a chance. You do. You have to do a lot of work on mom. I don't know if you're there mom yet. Mom said maybe. Yeah, it's it's a maybe. I mean, the trainer at the YMCA was like laughing at us when we talked <laughs> about flag football. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about flag? Do they wear pads? Do they wear pads and flag? But no. What what is it about the game? Like why? Why why is it football? I I don't even know. Something about it. It's just always fun, and like if you have a good attitude. It's just, it's always great, you know, and especially when you have that one really good game or you have that one really good play and it makes you feel really great. Like you obviously have highs and lows on your team and so does everybody really. But like at the low points, you can realize what you did wrong and work from your mistakes to be better. So basically you're always winning. You kind of are starting to hit that age where you can get over the attitude thing. I, I've got, I got over the attitude thing probably about six months ago. Where just, you, where you beat yourself up for yes. every negative thing that you do. Yes. Now I just, it's like it doesn't matter that much. I know kids at school who still act like it does. It's, it's kind of sad to be honest. I mean, well, it just it it, it happens. It's something it that does. it's different for everybody, and frustration is real. And it is. We saw that yes. with Patrick Mahomes recently, and it's just you got to remind yourself. You got to remember what it's all about, and it's you're you're part of a team. But you keep you keep your head down. You keep working at whatever you're doing, and you're going to be successful. That's yes. that's all that uh-huh. it is. And the reason you love football so much, look where you are. You're in Ohio. You're a red blooded Ohioan. Perfect. You spent place your whole for life football. here. Yeah, this is the power of the Buckeyes. It's not it's the- Texas. It's not Dallas. It's here. <laughs> yeah, man. It's better than Texas. Well, Jack, Absolutely. thank you so much for doing it. I, I do really appreciate it, and I love you, man. Keep up, keep it up, and have a great year. I will. Everybody, have a good night. See you later. The Fan Poll is sponsored by Dick Mashiner Ford. We spend minutes each day crafting all our dumb questions. Vote now at 971thefan.com.